This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'll just put on a show talking about stuff. What do you want to talk about now, besties? Okay. Be, do we? All right. Do you want to get to the music first, or can I share something with you? <laughs> it, it depends on what it is you're going to share. Okay. I'll just. I'll know within seconds. Oh God! It just disappeared. <laughs> no. Oh all right. The thought bubble disappeared. What disappeared? The thing. So there's this post going around right now, um, that whatever movie was number the box. Oh, this old thing. Did you see it when you're 10 years old? It's going to be what the rest of your year is going to represent? Yeah. I mean, it's like the stripper name or, you know, (laughs) that kind of a thing. Well, all right, fine. God, I love how you just... I'm just saying, you know, it is kind of... Enthusiasm from you is really overwhelming. Thank you for supporting me. It's a classic BuzzFeed thing. Well, it was on Twitter, your handle. And I feel like it was... Someone sent it to you directly. Yeah. And um, so it's like whatever movie when you were 10 years old was Mm -hmm. number one at the box office is how the rest of your 2021 is going to be. You don't care. All right, so mine is E.T. Yours is E.T. What does that mean? The rest of my year is going to be Extraterrestrial. It's going to be out of this world. Yeah. There you go. All right. And that was what I wanted you to analyze because yours were, you two had, mine is The Exorcist. Yeah. (laughs) What does that mean? It's meaningless. And yours is... Yours is uh, be yours is a tie, Laurie. Yeah, between Herbie the Love Bug, uh-huh. or Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, I mean this is a completely meaningless exercise in existential <laughs> bumper <laughs> sticker thinking. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Baklava. <laughs> I actually, I, I mean, actually, it just mean it means nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Well. It means absolutely nothing. a lot nothing. of other things we talk about. I was just curious. Yeah. I was just curious if you guys had seen that yet. No, because it's a meaningless thing. I wouldn't even have clicked on it. But see, you would click on something if it said, don't click here. Naked picture. You click on it immediately. Julia, yes. <laughs> this I is mean, our, our brains work differently. Yeah. It is best friend day. Hey, shout yeah. out to the three of us, Rocco. The love triangle. You're right. <laughs> as it were. As uh-huh. it were. Um, you know who was giving us great couch last Ooh. night, but he's very bad about uh, posting things. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel had um, Who's 80, um, you know, from Shrill. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bryan yeah. From SNL. Bryan. She was on a Zoom call that bugged me, but, but was it, it funny? Because I started watching it. So funny. She is just such a, she gave excellent, she excellent did. couch. See, yeah, I was turned it on and I was watching it, but then I thought it's Zooming. I just, I'm, I'm Zoom fatigue. Yeah, no, no. She, she gave great couch and she said, oh yeah, you know, I grew up just... I'm I'm in town, but my brother has the spare bedroom, so I'm staying at a hotel. I'm just filled with great memories of growing up in Phoenix. You know, like just down the street where I got my first, uh, you know, car accident when I was 16. My mm-hmm. first fender bender with my friends. 
who she said she, the story was she carted around 14 year olds uh, to their lacrosse games. So mm-hmm. she must have had a sister. And the one kid put his lacrosse net over her head oh, while yeah. she was driving. Oh, yeah. She re- rear ended a purple PT cruiser. <laughs> She just was giving us great. Yeah, that's funny. Great couch, and then Jimmy had Katie on, you know, from the Bachelorette, right. and then John Mayer. It was the first time that Kimmel that they had like a, you know, the concert that Kimmel sure. kind of has outside. Yeah, on the steps kind yep. of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was the first time they had in John Mayer, and it's you know his sob rock, right? Which is we the listened to one of the songs. Name last week. of his album. He played. Uh, he played this song. I don't know if we're going to play right. the live version. Last train home. I just have the regular version. Okay. Okay. If you want to roll me, then you got to roll me all night long. If you want to roll me, then you roll my body. And if you want to use me, okay. then you got to use me till I But they were really on fire last night. Okay. had and like I feel like these bands have pent up energy. Oh, I would believe you. Time. Of course. So yes. he kept his, you know, orgasm faces to a minimum. Um, you know. You know, I know. I he was singing. I told we were talking about this and I explained how w- the first time you and Casey saw him at Excel and then you stayed at the Coventry Inn in your night of love. Oh yeah. Remember yes. you were in a orgasmic haze after that concert. Yes, he that was, was so you fun. loved it. It was you so loved it. Was great. It. it was, was a great before show. we knew the douchiness and everything else about him. But do you like this? I well, I liked it better the when I saw the live version <laughs> last night. I don't that seems kind of like ugh. That's it, how it I doesn't feel. have as much muscle. As his live version he needs, did. Yeah. Anyway, but he looked real cute, and I do get a kick out of the name Sob Rock. Yeah, it is kind of cute. It's kind of funny. It's kind of cute. Um, so we talked about the Foo Fighters. Oh, here, okay, we've got a chance, Julia, to own crap again, which okay. we're never going to do, but let's talk about what it. What can we time. buy? Well, okay, so five Eddie Van Halen guitars are going up for auction. Julian's has this huge, you know, they have them all the time, yeah, but they, they have do. like two of Marilyn Monroe's cookbooks. Okay. With notes and some little personal things, the only two cookbooks that she apparently owned. So the five <laughs> Eddie Van Halen guitars are supposed to—they think about fifty thousand dollars a piece. The drum kit um, from the nineteen eighty Van Halen Invasion World Tour, and um, all the money is to go to Mister Holland's Opus. Oh, which was Eddie Van Halen's, yeah. uh, you know, um, he really liked that, wanted to keep Wasn't instruments. Wasn't keeping instruments in schools? Yeah, Prince oh, had like the that. same same thing. And then a, yep. a number of Prince items are up for grab. Rocco, listen to this. Hmm, okay. Let's see if we're going to pull okay. our money. I doubt it. But there's a 1994 Blue Cloud guitar okay. with an estimated value between 60 and 80 grand. There's a 14 karat white gold necklace with 63 round diamonds. Wow. Between eight and 10,000 and multiple out- outfits that he wore on stage. So somehow the Prince Estate doesn't have this stuff. Right. And it's, you know, individual people that uh, must have owned it. And then, yeah, they've got some Madonna stuff. They have Beatles, Bob Dylan, Whitney Houston, Cher, Lady Gaga. So it's June 11 to the 13th. It's fine and rare music collectibles. Wow, there's some good stuff on there. Yes. Some little Richard out stage outfits. 
Yeah, they they must save it all up for like a period of time. This one might not be where Marilyn They do, because I'm looking, I just went to Julian's.com yeah. and upcoming actions, like they have a sports legend theme one. They'll have a Elvira, Elvira you know, mistress, mistress of the Evening one's coming yeah. up. Because Marilyn's cookbooks, listen to this. So she owned two cookbooks, the new Fanny Farmer Boston Cooking School cookbook. Okay, and then The New Joy of Cooking. Oh, yeah. And they were both published in the 50s, and they are the only two cookbooks confirmed to have been owned by Marilyn. And those are expected to sell, like, for about 75000 each, each cookbook. Wow. And the books have, like, there's she wrote down in her handwriting a menu for beef bour- bourguignon and mm-hmm. marrow bone soup, mm-hmm. a grocery shopping list, and a deli business card in which she wrote a Doheny Drive address on the back. Lovely. Lovely. And then a newspaper clipping of a recipe for cheese lasagna that she tucked in, as one does. Oh, gosh. Clip it out of the paper. I know. still love pulling yeah. out a cookbook. And she doodled on it. Okay. As would, well as... Would you she, want this? Well, no, but she... If you were a Marilyn, I don't think Marilyn ever goes down in value. She also had a diet plan in her handwriting for all three meals of the day okay for what to eat and all let right. me tell you it wasn't much. what was it toast and cereal okay then a carb heavy lunch and then she could have beef chicken lamb sweet bread fish or chicken liver for dinner sweet, you know sweet breads brain yeah no mm-hmm. no calories no calories and in the she brain. also had two scheduled milk and cracker snacks and she capped off everything at the end of the night with a glass of eggnog at 11 p.m. That Did seems, it have brandy? I don't know, but it seems counterintuitive. That does. Let's go to bed with serious carbs. Yeah. And cream. And what cream. about toast and cereal? That's not that you know good for you, is it? Well, back in the day, they had three cereals, and they didn't have all the sugar in them. Probably. You know, there's like grape nuts. Right. You know, the cereals didn't have the sugar and all the extra stuff mm-hmm. added. Mm-hmm. It was probably oatmeal. You know, steal out oatmeals. Anyway, so that's, you know, if you're a cookbook fan, Stephanie Hansen, Stephanie March, if you guys are listening, have some extra dough laying around. Maybe that's what you're going to want. There's a future investment for you. Um, Also, there's a, um, oh, Mark Ronson, you know, because he's, of course, DJ and good. He's an interesting dude. He is an interesting dude. Yeah. He is engaged to Meryl Streep's daughter, Grace uh, Gummer. I know. I kind of like that. She's 35, he's 45. Uh, he split from his girlfriend, and she just got divorced last April from Jason Strathan's son. I think she's moving too quickly, and if I'm Meryl, I'm worried. Well, here's the other thing about this, Lori, is that Grammy, what's her name, Grummer? Grammy Gummer? Grummer? Gracie. Gracie Gummer. Grace Gummer, yeah. Grace Gummer. That's, that's Meryl Streep's husband, last name, Gummer. Yes. And so she was only married... To Strathan's kid for 14 months. Uh-huh. So. It's all moving quickly. This is, this mm-hmm. sounds like me or one of my sisters. Wait, like what we would do. You guys, Lori, with my, my brother, it was three months. What was it with your first no, but, husband? It was a long time. You oh, were, went I, out forever. We were divorced in nine months and I was already remarried. Yeah, I know. I mean. Yeah, you yeah, really were. I, no, ridiculous. No wonder why we tried to sit yes. down and have conversations with you. Anyway, yeah, she's wearing a dazzling diamond. She's with him. and They um, apparently had a hallmark first kiss, whatever that means. One for the records. 
Well, we'll get their meet cute story or we won't. But yeah, you know, it's anyway, in the story. I'm just saying, Jules, that he got divorced in 2017. Then he had a girlfriend. And he just split from that girlfriend like last March. She just breaks up. I'm just saying this is they're all gonna, moving very quickly. They're going to live happily ever after. Oh, you're, no. They're going to live happily ever after. No, do you know what the rate, uh, high uh, divorce rate is for second divorces? Oh, that's the one. Huge. It's like you just want to just not even, just pretend you had it and get married. Just say go. this is anyway, my third. We wish him the best. It's over 50%, isn't it, for second marriages? Higher. Is it? Higher. That's first ones are 50. Keep going up I think for the, second. the first ones are going down a little, aren't they? You think it's still that high? Hi, hi. What do we look like, anthropologists right now? Well, you made you said the thing. <laughs> I don't know what we are. I, I think we're getting ready for a dirt. We are. I keep trying to go and you keep talking. Baklava. We'll be right back. <laughs> this is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Okay, Holly. Okay. Happy Tuesday. Yeah. Wanted to start with a topic that you guys were discussing briefly in the last hour, but you were running against the clock and didn't get to quite address it. That would be what the heck is Yellowstone coming back for yes. season four? My goodness. Now, Julia, you did mention that usually history tells us that the series Yellowstone, starring Kevin Costner, usually airs around June 20th of each year, so that would be in a couple of weeks. Well, we haven't got word when a fourth season is going to be happening. And if you go to Yellowstone's Instagram page, uh, the comment section are just filled with these questions. Well, when the heck is season four going to be happening? Unfortunately, I cannot tell you when it is going to be happening. So it it, it remains a mystery. Yeah. We don't know when we're going to have it. It was a huge cliffhanger. And just like any show that was supposed to be like come out like in the spring of 20 of this year, they got, you know, the hijacking from the COVID got everybody off on filming. Right. You know, it's simply a matter of logistics. Now, some people pointing out that perhaps the Summer Olympics, which are still set to happen from July 23rd to August 8th, maybe people over at Paramount are thinking like, ah, you know, we might want to wait until after that is over. But I don't think they've even filmed. I don't think they've even started filming. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They did? Okay, good. Yeah, well, you know, to Julia's point, uh, Instagram posts from the cast indicate that Yellowstone filmed season four back in November of 2020. Okay, so they did get it done. So they did get it done. It's in the can somewhere out in Hollywood, USA. Mm When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. But we don't know 
when we're going to be able to see it. So I'm telling you, that show is loved by many. Lupin comes back on Friday on oh, Netflix. Does it? Well, remember there are only five yes. episodes, but yeah, there's another five that are going to drop on Friday. Oh, that's fantastic. That was a great that show. That was a great show. So if you want to stay inside and you have access to air conditioning, you know, get a fan and, yeah. you know, watch some hot TV while mm-hmm. you cool off. Uh, speaking of television, HBO Max has announced that Hacks has been renewed for Yay! a second season. The comedy starring Gene Smart as Las Vegas comedian Deborah Vance is currently wrapping up things on its first season. I think we're going to get the last two episodes this Thursday. And so we'll get a second season. Yay! I like that show. I think we're all yeah. we've yeah. all watched that show and agreed. Liked it. Even yeah, Rocco just gave a mm-hmm. thumbs up, so yes. we're totally into it. So definitely recommend Hacks on HBO Max. Uh, you know, we've just kind of got a little chef surprise of celebrity gossip news. Let's talk about Lena Dunham and her new man. Yes, boy, is he cute? He is. Luis Felber. He's a Peruvian English musician. Page Six reporting that this is her new guy, and yeah. that uh, he, he looks is- hot and hairy. Yeah, hot and hairy, <laughs> and his new music video is an avatar looking like him wearing lime green panties, according to Page Six. So you can see that online oh, right yeah, now. Oh, yeah, he's like stripping or something yeah. or grinding or something, but he's very cute. And yes, she he is. seems to be quite taken with him. Yeah, she says that Luis is the greatest person I've ever met. They Aww. met in London, as she's currently living there. And uh, professionally, Luis Felber goes by the name Ada Walpa. So that is how you will know him in his... Atawalpa? Atawalpa. So mm-hmm. I'll spell that for you. A-T-T-A-W-A-L-P-A. So that is how he records music. And uh, so she's been kind of alluding to this uh, in the past couple of months. She had a New York Times interview where she was talking about her new guy. She didn't share his name, but kind of gave some hints. And then also uh, she recently, I think she was on Twitter and talking about how much she likes him. So okay. go Lena Dunham. Get yourself a hot new guy. Um, Also happening in the world of fashion, Kira Knightley, she is opening up about how she spent her quarantine. She told Harper's Bazaar UK that she only wore Chanel while she was trampolining in the backyard. As what a good does. what a good plug. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Sterling. Noted Chanel spokesperson Kira Knightley said that they have a trampoline in their back garden. She said we decided that we were only allowed to wear dresses on it, head to toe Chanel, and that her husband, she said that he had an array of peacock colored Gucci suits when he was on the trampoline. Well, That's how cute. fancy, how utterly fancy I and charming. Her. I Thank absolutely you. love her. Well, she looks fabulous on the cover. So she's on the cover of Harper's Bazaar UK. July 2021 edition. Of course, she's wearing Chanel head to toe naturally. So I always love to see her. I wish she would be doing more projects. Oh, but, me know, too. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah, she is so good. Page six has done the dirty work for us, you guys. What happened? They have done a review of Alex Rodriguez's man makeup. Oh, all right. The blur stick. The blur stick. A convenient concealer specifically designed for men that can be used for skin imperfections, according to Alex Rodriguez's Instagram account. So they got a couple of guys over at page six doing the review, and uh, they basically are saying that they'd use it again in the future for special occasions, but for what it is, it's overpriced at $17 for your blur stick. Yeah. You it, can just go get a cover a, girl. Yeah, you can get any kind of a concealer stick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, they're doing the reverse. Uh, you're paying more because it is him. Yeah. 
Alex him. Rodriguez. Him. Alex Rodriguez. It's just a terrible name. I know. Well, you know what? He gave it the old college try, that yeah, Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, but they said it was a good consistency, but $17 is too much to pay for a concealer stick. No, oh my gosh. I wouldn't even pay $17 for a concealer stick, Mm-mm. and I wear makeup most days of yeah, the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. The MTV Movie, or excuse me, Music Awards is heading back to Brooklyn this year, so everyone is kind of ramping up things. Everyone's getting back on the horse here. It's uh, going to be at the Bar. Barclays Center again on September 12th. So it, the Video Music Awards, are they even relevant anymore? Yeah. Except for the fashion. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And Mariah Carey, speaking of uh, New York City, she has parted ways with Rock Nation. She's jumping ship despite dismissing any kind of drama that was happening between her, Jay-Z, and Rock Nation, who was managing her. So she's decided to move over to a new startup with somebody who used to be at Rock Nation. So I feel like there's a lot of drama or perhaps some gossip that we are not privy to. And Mariah Carey is just trying to dismiss it and maybe possibly deflect. Okay. So well, it seems very strange. strange. We're to worried me. about a Stella effect again. Yeah. Right. And the Stella effect is that her old manager, Stella, was the one, Stella, I forget her last name, but she was the one who advised Mariah Carey to do her reality show, which right. perhaps wasn't. It was a disaster, but I watched every second. <laughs> and loved you loved it? Yeah. Well, you know what? Who she went to, Range Media Partners, they work with more actors. Oh, all right. So maybe she's wanting their to biggest actors: Bradley Cooper, Amelia Clark, Johnny Depp, Michael Fassbender, Tom Hardy, Kira Knightley. So she's, you know, she's a singer slash source of theatrical entertainment, yeah, she and she has done I some acting. Yeah, she yeah. has done some. Acting. And maybe her smaller team will do better because I guess at Rock Nation you can have like twenty people that are working for you on different things mm-hmm. and. Mariah's like, I'm not doing that much music. I want to act, darling. Oh, sure. Yeah. Remember, she was in, well, of course, she did Glitter 20 years ago. Then she was in Precious, and she has done a few more dramatic things. And I don't think that uh, Mariah Carey has any new music on the the docket, except for that collaboration with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis that she's doing. But that's more of a feature thing on their project. And Mariah, 20 people, she doesn't need to know how the sausage is made. She needs to know what time she needs to be somewhere so the glam squad can get going and she can have her first glass of champagne. Yeah, darling, who needs the sausage recipe? Right. <laughs> as long as it's shaped like Hello Kitty, we're fine. Right. Exactly. All right. That's the dirt this afternoon. Uh, this duh, is the study duh, of duh, duh with noted duh, academic duh, journal duh, skimmer duh, Lori. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah. Everyone knows that, doy. Here is a study of duh for you okay. people. Nearly half of Americans think they're a better person than everyone they know. Isn't that something? <laughs> All right, let's just show a raise of hands. All right, Rocco's is up. Lori's is up. I'm not. No. <laughs> I'm not. You're so humble. A new study finds nearly one in two people believe they're the best person they know. That's that exactly. is hysterical. How many? One in two. Okay. Yeah, really, really, really. Um, it was... Um, women were less likely to think of themselves as good 67% versus 86% of men. And they, women are... <laughs> now, does that surprise no, you? No, and no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And women were more likely to believe 
that humanity is inherently bad, 20% versus only 4% of guys. And um, the millennials were the least likely to claim they're a good person. Hmm. They were at 68%. Yeah. But they also were the most likely to say they didn't think in terms of good or bad. Okay. And um, here's what people judge other people on. Everything. 72% of people openly admit to judging other people's behavior. That's way too low. Come on now. We know that's more like 92%. Yeah. Um, but 61% of people say they worry if other people are actively judging them. And Well, you, there's nothing you can do about No, it. Americans say uh, good people should be kind. Well, they should get vaccinated. I'm adding that. Um, researchers asked respondents which qualities they wish to have. And more than anything, people wanted to be successful even over happiness. Almost 40% of people wished for success over happiness. Because I think people probably think if you're successful, you can... You'll be happy. You'll be happy. Yeah. Anyway. I would have picked... All right. If I had to pick the two, I would have picked probably successful because it includes happiness. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I watched a lot of Fantasy Island uh, episodes. <laughs> Sometimes you get what you want and then you turn out to be not happy. That's oh, but true, that de- but, but defines... That is defining success that it me- equates to money. I'm not well, defining success as that. People still make the mistake of thinking success precedes happiness or that success and happiness come from the outside, but it doesn't. It doesn't, but success to me is not a financial thing. Success is more of like a happiness. You like what you're doing. You love your career. You understand yourself. You like what you are. Yeah. Yeah. So all who right. are those well, that seems all like kind of it? a dud to me. But, all right. Yeah. You know, okay. So here's another one. Um, Bedtime stories really do make sick children feel better. Oh, of course. I know, but oh. they did us. They they what they specifically wanted to look at were our kids in the hospital, mm-hmm. and uh, so researchers in Brazil say reading to hospitalized kids redu- reduces pain and stress because it fuels hormones in the brain. Specifically, reading to children in intensive care boost their quality of life that it just does in fact make kids feel better i love it and uh oh this was published in the proceedings of the national academy of Mm -hmm. uh, sciences is it just because it takes them away to a fantasy place and you don't think about your own life kind of thing yeah it can be myths it can be fables it can be ghost stories it can be heroic adventures but um a good story helps little Ones feel secure and sleepy, mm-hmm. and they relieve symptoms Sometimes of illness. Even feels sleepy. Yeah, something happens during storytelling called they call it the transport of narrative. That that is the child through fantasy can experience sensations and thoughts that take them momentarily to another mm-hmm. world, another mm-hmm. place. They're out of the hospital room and. They get the oxytocin, the love hormone mm-hmm. is going, and so they they sampled saliva and were looked. They really looked at a lot of hormones and all this other kind of stuff. But um, they highlighted that storytelling in in children's hospital where kids are being treated is an important part of uh, the piece. And I think of Casey when he was a, a reader mm-hmm. in the intensive care right at Children's Hospital. What happened to that? Well, it was uh, through the St. Paul Fire yeah. Department. It was 
you know, he went through it and he got, he did everything and uh, he fell asleep reading to the kids. Oh, that's right. He has a little sleeping thing. Rocco, he'd be he'd be reading <laughs> and sleeping and then snoring. And, and finally, I told the him, you're basically scaring the kids. Right. You know, uh, mm-hmm. because you can't read for more than uh, 60 seconds. That's you're putting <laughs> yourself to sleep. <laughs> this is stressing the kids out because now there's this. And this was when Casey, like maybe a couple years after the motorcycle accident, right. and he was feeling good and sorry for himself that he wasn't a firefighter mm-hmm. anymore. So he was trying to get out of himself. But he had like a beard. He was wearing a lot of flannel. Must have been fall or winter. I love it, Lori. He looked like a mountain man, a grizzly he, Adams, an unkept. An unkept man. Yeah, and so it would scare him. Okay, that's just absolutely in a room, But he's trying to make sick children feel better, but it does make kids feel better and that is probably why parents i guess always have read to their kids just to settle them down sometimes it's to settle down every and it's just a great closure on a day and it's something that you look forward to because it's this intimacy yeah all right so we knew that but Mm -hmm. good for us to know yes again it's it's true okay uh once again the study of duh what uh what is to you if you have someone staying at your house, what is one of the things that is, or even just a visitor to your house, what is the number one biggest no-no that most people uh, agree on? A visitor to my home? Like over 50% of people agree that uh, this is an unacceptable thing to do. So that means half of us think it's okay and half of us don't. It's unacceptable for the guest to do or for the host to do? The guest. The guest. For someone to do at your home. Hmm. Uh, use your toothbrush. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's low on the list, um, but that's a, that's a house guest Walk faux in pas. with muddy shoes all over your floors. Be loud. Break things. Spill Remo- things. Not removing your shoes is the least favorite faux pas that people make. I don't mind it at all for adults, but if there's mud on them, I want them off. Here's the thing about street shoes. If you've been at an airport or in a city, mm-hmm. you don't know what you have on your damn yeah, shoes. Yeah, I don't care. Okay? I don't make people remove yeah. them because I don't take them off. But that is yeah. something like if you go to a New Yorker's house, apartment, right. and you don't take off your shoes, they they will literally cast daggers at you because New York streets are filthy. So no one wants those city shoes being walked about. You switch right. your shoes. But the number one thing... Showing up unannounced, popping in. Oh, popping mm. in, as it were. Popping Yoo-hoo, in. Just a stop by. So that means that we're at a real crossroads. If only yeah. 51% of people say that's a no no, then the other 49% are the ones dropping in on that. I mean, whoa. But I think it all depends who it is. I guess so. Because if it's someone you really like that just was in the neighborhood and popped in, well, now popping in doesn't really happen because people no. can text you, hey, are you home? I'm in the neighborhood. Can I stop by? Right. You know, this right. This would be a thing when you didn't have a phone. Well, no, this still Is happens, still people. Poppers? Even if someone, hey, you know, you can pretend that you're not at home, but what if they come to the front door or around <laughs> the back of your house? You don't answer. But you dock. what if you're there? You dock. Yeah. Haven't you ever just mm-hmm. like docked and, you know, crawled around? Yeah. And, just uh, kind of yeah. I've Usually done it for solicitors, right? You hit the you hit the ground. Yeah, when you're out of candy, you hit the ground on Halloween. Using <laughs> your greasy hands against somebody's sofa or cushion to wipe your hands. Oh, that's 
totally unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah. And putting your feet up on somebody's um, furniture. Oh, okay. You know. It always depends on who it is, I guess. It, it, but with shoes on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, come on. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you know I'm, you're I'm, looking, you're I giving am, a dagger. I can't stand taking off my shoes, though. Yeah. At people's houses if they're not. But I, I never put into think about, you know, you've been walking around. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, the shoes are dirty. The bottom yeah. of your feet are dirty. The city I people, have to admit, okay. City people, what really like a New Yorker, uh, you know, uh uh-uh. uh, you're not coming in the house. You're taking off those shoes immediately. All right. Those shoes are for outside. Okay. Uh, what, uh, what do you, uh, what do I, I have think? one more study. All right. Give it to me. Attention grabbing apps are all about showing off faces rather than flashy designs. I mean, to me, what does that mean? What does that mean? Attention grabbing apps. Apps. Well, think of the last app you downloaded. I downloaded Zoom for a call that we had to do today. Okay. Okay. That was our faces. And, uh, and let's see, blah, 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 blah. You know what? I guess I really didn't read this. <laughs> I'm guessing, yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a story that was uh, published at the International Conference on Human-Computer Interaction with Mobile Devices and Services, and that's really where the story lost me. I'm I, I disglazed all that over. Tomato, tomato. Mm-hmm. But just know, attention-grabbing apps are all about showing off faces. Okay. Now we know. Now we know. Now we yeah. know. All right. Listen, we'll be uh, right back with the, well, the rest of the stories we forgot to tell you. Uh, now, Nancy Sinatra, 81 today. Cheers to I used to I know, this is a weird song. Bang, bang. All right. Bang, bang. Did you know Salma Hayek and I have something in common? What's that? You know Salma Hayek? Yes. Uh, what did you always used to say about Selma Hayek the, and her teats? The teats of Mexico. The Hello? best teats of Mexico. I, te- <laughs> like, I represent the teats, teats of, of Mexico. Mexico. Penelope represented the teats of Spain. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it's a very impressive mm, just, rack. Very. very. She's very, you know, it very, was very compact, very full, very lovely. Well, here is what we have in common. She is saying... It takes so long. She's having trouble losing the weight that she put on to be in the Gucci, the House of Gucci movie. So she had to gain weight for that role. And she said, quote, it is so much easier to gain weight than lose it. Well, I read that in her. She, gets, she said a lot of good stuff. I know this, she did. I'm just style. teasing. But this is just the, the headline coming out. Yeah. Of so I thought, I, I agree with you. Boy, so she is in the house of Gucci, and she said it was really fun kind of putting on weight. It came on very quickly, and she got to wear caftans. Yeah. And some of that sporty wear. Well, they did ask her about uh, Harvey Weinstein because she had detailed uh, after, you know, the the New York Times uh, reporters, you know, broke that story about Harvey. And so she did an essay, and but she wondered to InStyle if, why she didn't have the courage to speak up about him in the early 2000s after he 
persistently sexually harassed her. And she said, uh, makes you wonder if you'd said something back then would have been different. How come I didn't have the courage? And uh, that movie came out in 2002 and he produced it. And she, he went nuts, like all the stories about him, but um, he did a lot of retaliation. He made her appear nude and she's just like, why didn't I say anything? Yeah. You know, looking back, yeah. why did we all keep the secret? So, and I'm very intrigued at this uh, movie that they're going to make. I'm I'm feeling like Spotlight or all the president's men about the um, um, movie about the two New York Times r- reporters, Megan Tui and Jody Cantor, right. when they broke the, the bombshell uh-huh. Harvey Weinstein sex scandal report. And that was... That was uh, in 2017, I guess. And Mm -hmm. so anyway, Plan B is producing it, which is Brad Pitt. Yes, it is. And Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan are good friends, and they've acted together, and they're going to play Tui and Cantor. And, I mean, when that story ran in, like, October of 2017, it was shocking because it was details of hush money paid to cover up sexual Indiscretion. First-person accounts by actresses accusing him of, you know, attacking them, raping them, assaulting them. I mean, he ends up, that story, he got fired by the Weinstein Company, found guilty, and he's serving 23 years in prison. I mean, is the ultimate journalist taking down a story, taking down a story that had been an open secret. Mm -hmm. So the thrust of the movie isn't Weinstein or his scandal is about the all-women team of journalists who persevered through threats of litigation and intimidation to break a game-changing story like what we saw in Spotlight or All the President's Men. I think that sounds good. So, and in 2018, Annapurna Pictures and Plan B optioned the rights to She Said, which was Cantor and Tui's book. Got it. So that's the source material. So I think that's going to be amazing, and I kind of like... I like uh, that they're hiring two actors who are friends in real life and have already worked together. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Very, very, very. And Spotlight was such a good movie. Oh, that really was a good movie. Uh, So, and it's, you know, it'll be all about the sensitive work of how do you expose predators and how do you convince people to come forward? Will Mm -hmm. they, you know, are they nervous? Yes, they are. Will they be protected? It's about journalism, women, and surviving abuse. Oh, for crying out loud. It's got Oscar written all over it. Well, and Brad Pitt, once again, producing, he does Plan B, produces a lot of good movies. In yeah, Hollywood. they do. Maybe he's a good guy, Larry. Mm-hmm. Hey, did Holly have this? I just got a, an alert from Vanity Fair that Army Hammer checked into treatment for oh. his drug, alcohol, and sex issues. Finally, wow. his publicist and, and, made him. And talked him into it because he doesn't have an agent anymore. No, he doesn't. So somebody has finally gotten through to him. And so you have to lose absolutely everything. Right. Do what Hollywood does. Go to treatment. Exactly. And tell people Mm -hmm. you're going to treatment. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. Rocco. Just breaking. I mean, it said he's been there since May 31st, but Vanity Fair is kind of the first to break the story. They they had that big article on him this month. Yeah, the, right. The, I did you. I, I, I have that Vanity Fair, but I haven't read it yet, and I yeah. keep meaning to. Well, you did, were you here for the? Did, did you do the vintage scandal on yeah. him? Because then, if you did, you know everything. Yes. Yeah. Well, we. But there's always more. There's in, always more in a story because we got. 
the headlines from it. Yeah, yeah you get the there condensed is. thing of it. And I do love a, a Vanity Fair deep dive. But, um, well, good. I mean, that's good because they've been t- telling him for probably six months to, to do, do this. this. Stop and go away. Yes. You and we can get, get somehow. Because everyone, yeah. And we're going to figure this out and we're going to let people know that you're there. We don't have to let them know the day you go in, but we're going to let them know. Let us help you manage it. Because he literally does not even have an agent anymore. He's done. Um, you, you you got somewhere that you're trying to get out of here for, Julia? Mm-hmm. I know. I'm just wondering. 30 seconds. Yeah, I know. Julia is completely not wanting to talk to me right now. No, I wanted to tell you about this Joaquin thing. Joaquin Phoenix. Well, shoot. Now we don't have time. Well, I've had this for two days. Put your birth date in and you'll find out what Joaquin character you are. Yeah, right. No, I've had it for two (laughs) days. And he's like, you know, because he's a dad. And he said um, that he's just been talking lately because he must have something coming out. But he says... Um, about his, he just hated getting the Oscar because he was so, he hated having to give a speech. Oh. How uncomfortable he was. And yeah. he said, I just wasn't going to go thank my mom. But he also said, because he's a, he's a vegan, you know, a major vegan. And he says, I'm not going to impose my belief on my child. I don't think it's right. But he is going to let his son know where, where meat comes from. And he's not going to read the farm books to him, the animal books, and not tell him that's where the meat comes from. Can you see a little kid? And you can't eat the hamburger because it comes from the cow. And you can't eat this because it comes from the that. All right, everyone have a great night, and we will be back.